Hello, and welcome to Home Education Today podcast. I'm your host, Chauncey Lynn Childs, and on this podcast, we talk about challenges, concerns, and joys of providing a first-class education for our children at home. We also discuss methods and experiences with successful home educators, give a voice to concerned public school teachers, and anything else that strengthens our ability to teach and guide and direct our kids as autonomous, empowered, and joyful parents. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I want to um, welcome Shelly Yates, who is, I don't know how long have you been homeschooling, Shelly? My son's in kindergarten, so just getting started. I'm just getting started. Shelly's a, a and her family are longtime friends of ours. And um, she recently um, signed up to be one of our OWL ambassadors. So thank you for that. I'm really excited about that program because um, a lot of people are signing up and they're excited about our cause and about the cause that I think is the cause. Yes. The cause of our generation. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what it all looks like when- You guys are done. So okay. So you are a new homeschooler. Tell me, is this like anybody else in your family homeschooling? How did you come to this? Um, so I've always known, sorry, my daughter is yelling at me. Amelia, come here, come here. Um, and so uh I've known I wanted to do it for a long time. I've either liked the idea of charter school or homeschooling. Still a fan of charter school, it's just not. Mm-hmm. there's none around where I'm at right um but I just feel like I should be heavily involved with my kids school and so I've always <laughs> just look up and no me. please don't um don't feel bad at all because this is it this is the this is real life yes this, this is, is what we do so that's okay yeah very much real life for me right now um but yeah I just knew I wanted to be involved um with my kids and not just dump them off at school and not see them for 40 hours a week, especially in kindergarten. Like, I feel like that's so young to be gone from your family. And, you know, for us, we're religious. So it's like, well, we're, you know, I don't know. I just feel like if they're not in the home, they're going to miss out. I mean, not always though. Some, I have family who have their kids in public school. They're very involved. Their kids are awesome. So I don't want to like bash anyone for not homeschooling. I know. I know, you know, that is something that I have dealt with for 25 years, you know, the feeling like there's this weird, funky thing around it, like, well, you think your kids are better, or, you know, you're not, your kids aren't good enough for public school, all this stuff that people say, and, and so you, you feel like you got to walk on eggshells. Yeah. The truth but is, yeah, no. the truth is, I, and, and you don't want to offend anybody, and I don't want to offend anybody. However, the truth is, there's some really funky stuff going on in the, in the public schools. Yes. That, that I, that's part of my mission is to bring awareness to people that, you know, it's not what it used to be. It's not, um, it's not what we grew up with even necessarily, especially me, <laughs> old lady that I am, you know, and so we have to really open our eyes. Now we can't just assume it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's really not okay. And a lot of things are not okay, but that's okay. We're just going to we're going to talk about you and your, your mission and your family. So part of your mission is 
just to have that really deep connection with your kids. Yeah, that's why I have kids. <laughs> like, that's why I, I have them. Like, send them away. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I want them to be independent. And that's another thing I've noticed. I feel like some of the kids who've gone to public school are so busy. So they don't have time to learn like how to cook a meal or, you know, basic things. And I want my kids to be very hands-on. And like when they graduate, I want them to know how to do more than just read and study like you need to be able to I mean I don't know I just feel like my last part of work before I start working from home were a lot of new freshly graduated people that come in and they didn't have jobs or were exploring what to do and I'm like I don't know just I want my kids to be hands-on no hey at a, once you leave our house you know what you need to take care of yourself on your own and yeah and mostly have the confidence, have the confidence to do that. Like, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a huge element of what, um, I feel like my kids came out of their, their childhood with was like, I can't wait to get out on my own and, and do not, not all of them varying degrees. Right. But they, yes. they had confidence to go out and be, and just, you know, figure out whatever they wanted to, to be. Of course, they'd had some years at the community college, so they had been in adult learning situations and they, they kind of seen actually community college is a very good way for your kids to see um, when people don't prepare <laughs> for their lives, <clears throat> right? Because there's a lot of adults there that are, that are going back because they didn't prepare very well, you know, so it, that's a good, that's actually a, a really good life lesson. So you sent me a picture. You said something about out school. Tell me about out school. Oh, um, so uh, I was able to stay home. So my husband actually is, in school, is doing nursing, trying to get into a nursing program right now. So he figured it out a little later, but I'm grateful. But he works Fine. full time as well. But um, yeah, I worked for Providence for almost 15 years at the health system. And I wanted to be home with my kids. So I had a friend get me with VIP kid, which was teaching English to kids over in China. And right before this company fell apart because China had made all these laws, like, Hey, you can no longer take classes from like online sources or made it where basically the company dissolved for that connection. It's too bad. Um, but I started without school and it's kind of funny because I, uh, went from teaching English to actually just teach themed workouts, but the pay is actually pretty decent. And I only have to teach one or two hours a day. And then it gives you, you, you teach work, you do work, you do exercise. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Exercise, but I do it for like three to eight year olds. So it's like, how fun. Learn, yeah. So they'll learn about animals while we exercise or, you know, <laughs> just like different things. So it's really, it's, if anyone saw me, it's kind of mortifying, but <laughs> the kids have a lot of fun. <laughs> and so I enjoy, I actually really enjoy it, but. Um, so do you kind of make up your own thing or do yeah, you have a I, I make up my own curriculum. So I just make these PowerPoints up, have music with it. There's teachers teaching. Uh, I actually wanted to teach baking on it, but I just was looking for the need, you know? Um, I saw this really great post about not following your passion because that's not always where the money's at. You look for what the need is and you go for that. 
So um, my friends, the reason I started teaching them because that's what she does. So I did, you know, she helped me build my company and, or my own profile. But yeah, there's everything on this, um, like handwriting, English as is very saturated because you had a lot of teachers who did what I did. And so there's just not really a need for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great resource for homeschoolers because I have Chad take some baking classes from someone different or drawing classes or so then he's learning to listen to someone who's not me. And like right. OK, so out, out school, that's that's super interesting. So is this just for younger kids, I guess, and just fun things or anything? Um, really anything. Uh, and I mean. Yeah, anything academic is on there and then lots of extracurricular. Um, and it's ages three to 18. Uh, and so there's just a variety of all these different classes. Mm-hmm. So do you, so do you uh, contract directly with parents or providers or whatever, or how does that work? It's kind of nice. So OutSchool out has their platform. Everything's hooked up from Zoom. And so I'll just set up my own schedule when I want to charge how many kids I want in each class. And then they'll take 30% of what I make. So it, I'm my own boss. So if I, yeah, yeah. like I have yeah. to put in the work if I that's, that's very, that's, that is kind of a smaller version of what we're doing with Al. Yeah. Right. That's why I was like, oh, this is awesome. Right. You know? Yeah. We're going to be doing that on, on a much expanded level. So um, that's, that's really cool, but I had never heard of that. Nothing like that was ever around when I was doing my kids. That might've been fun. I mean, there's so many more, more resources today yes. than there was when I started. Well, and I was reading it. So we bought a house in Vancouver. So, um, I, uh, and in Washington, I was just reading there, the homeschool population is growing so much and so many parents are pulling their kids out of the public school system and choosing to homeschool them. And so, yeah, it's, I think they're trying to fill that need. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it is totally. Are there a lot of retired teachers on there or, or teachers that have left the thing, or is it just mostly moms like you? It's, it is a wide variety of people. So one of the teachers that I absolutely love for Chad, he wrote a book and his book it's called like Little Dreamers. It's a really cute book, not political, just a cute kid's book. And he's a really, he's a great artist. Like his stuff's really fun. And so Chad will take, he teaches on out school. He published this book and then it's like, Hey, I'm going to teach kids who are four to eight, how I learned to draw. And so wow. it's just all these different. And then you have some teachers who are yeah retired and um, yeah, art classes something, or whatever. Something new. <laughs> That yeah. is so cool. Well, what does yeah. your day what does your day look like then with your with your kids? What do you have? You have three kids, right? I only have two. two kids. I'm like okay. out of all the siblings, I have the smallest family. Um, <laughs> but uh, so day for me, all um, my schedule for teaching is all over, but it's usually like an hour to two hours at the most, and I get a lot of that teaching done before eight a.m. But there's a couple of days where I teach later. And then um, school for kindergarten, I use uh, Good and the Beautiful uh, curriculum. Uh, we really like it. Uh, it's 
<clears throat> more faith-based, which I like that they'll bring it in there, but Chad also seems to thrive with it. So school really for kindergarten, the academic part only takes like an hour on a bad day, maybe two hours. <laughs> so I know that'll increase as he gets older, but I'll even tell him, I'll be like, Hey, look, because you focused and got this done, we're done with school for the day, you know? And so he likes that. And then on Fridays, we, um, my son's sick. So usually we would go hiking on Fridays with our homeschool friends. And then sometimes we'll just, depending on the week, we'll get together right. with a homeschool group. Um, so how did you find your homeschool, homeschool group? I lucked out because our, um, our church, so the ward we're in is, a, there's quite a few homeschoolers. And so the group's not huge, but we kind of formed our own little group <laughs> that yeah. we get together. Well, so, you know, we never had a big group either. There wasn't ever much on the East side, a few, but a lot of the homeschoolers were, were very, they were kind of, you know, they were doing their own thing. That's what homeschoolers do but um, didn't have a lot of time. They were just highly scheduled with their kids. And so I found one or two families um, for a while. It was both of them. And then it was just one at different times. And my kids are still best friends with all those kids. They're still rooming with them. They're still, you know, in contact, best friends. They go do the Sunday dinner together. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. I mean, these connections that your kids will make, you know, if, if they are long-term, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you assume, you know, you'll be staying in Vancouver forever, but these connections really are, they're, they're just invaluable for the continuity of your kids. And, you know, they just understand each other because they've been through the same kind of thing, you know? So that's, that's huge. And I, I think it's easier to make those connections with other kids when you have, have a more relaxed schedule, like you're saying, yes. I mean, obviously they made friends through their sports and different things too, but yeah, not, not as long-term as the homeschool kids. Yeah. yeah they get all that extra time together instead of, yeah. you know, being at school, yeah. <laughs> which is nice. Um, so, but we also, oh, oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we also, my sister-in-law also helped influence me to want to homeschool. And um, she has a son who's just, one grade ahead of Chad. And so we're also able to get together yeah. like their best buds. So yeah. So family connections too. Yeah. So we've really been blessed with our situation. Yeah. Well, what is your, what do you think your biggest challenge is going forward um, with it, it's hard. I know it's hard to do multiple kids and it's hard to do. It can be not necessarily. I mean, depends on the child, but I'll see how Amelia does. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> that's probably my biggest worry. Well, I will say one thing I learned was um, in the beginning, I just had these expectations for Chad mm -hmm. and he's an August kid, but I'm like, we're going to try school. And you know, if we have to wait an extra year because you're not ready then we'll do it. But then I realized he's a smart kid and he can do it now. So, but I would have these expectations of you should remember everything you've I've taught you and so I get frustrated and then it finally hit me like okay he's five like so just that part I feel like is a challenge like learning that balance because I'll still get on him and be like I know you're being lazy and trying to guess with reading he loves math but reading he's like oh I just want to guess 
I'm going to guess these words. And I'm like, no, you got to put in the work. So <laughs> that part can get frustrating, but in the end, it's like, I feel like it's the right thing to have them at home um, yeah. at this time. Well, so. well Shelly, just remember, I mean, I'm going to tell you, tell you something that may shock you, but I, I had a couple of kids that didn't read till way late. Like oh, really? my daughter could sound out words, but she really didn't read for comprehension until she was 12. It's one of the reasons I took my kids out because I'd been, and she was going into fifth grade and I was working so hard with her, so hard hours and getting phonics programs and reading programs. And I always had read to my kids ever since they were, I've always done a lot of reading with my kids anyway, you know, but she just wasn't picking it up. She just wasn't picking it up. And I took her out, like I said, when she was going into, so Drew was, so she was nine, I guess, something like that. And um, so three years of kind of worrying, but I found some books that talked about just brain maturity, you know, that just sometimes it takes longer. And so we, I just kind of relaxed into it and it just kind of went, well, I know she's intelligent. She can sound out the words. There's something else going on that she's, she's very keen aesthetic learner anyway. And just it was like overnight when she was 12, one day, it was just like, she'd start picking up books and reading them. She liked a series called Dear America, which is on little girls of about, you know, 10 to 12, 13 throughout history. Oh, and they put them in historical settings. And so they're kind of like pretend biographies. <laughs> they're like, yeah, the little slave girl, the, you know, and her experiences and somebody on the Mayflower and somebody, you know, the little Indian girl and all kinds of things. So one day she just started reading and she has a daughter with the same pattern. So, yeah, I mean, reading comes, they're not going to not read. Yeah. The important yeah. thing is that they learn, they love to read. They learn to love to, to read um, to some, you know, degree. Now, some of us are never, I mean, I'm a avid reader, but some of my kids are never going to be great readers. You know, they're never going to pick up a book for pleasure. <laughs> right. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. uh, I'll read like, you know, a little bit, what you have to. Step. Yeah. yeah. But with Chad, that was one thing I'm like, okay, I do want, I don't want you to hate this. <laughs> right. That's, that's the important thing. Yeah. But I don't want you to think it's okay to just play all day instead of doing, yeah. you know doing some work <laughs> so that's cool yeah. what, what else would you like to tell um prospective home educators um I think you know I like what someone told me like take it a year at a time something might happen you might end up in an area where the, you feel good about the schools in that area you know so I think having that attitude of like you know um you need to do what's best for you and your kids. Yes. And as long as we're doing it for the right reason, then I'm my brain is all jumbled. I'm so sorry, but yeah, basically just yeah. doing what's best for you and your child. Um, and then asking, get on, uh, not that I love being like social media can sometimes be draining. There are some great homeschool groups. So even if you're not homeschooling and you're thinking about it, join these groups and Look for people in your area and start, you know, get your right. kids together with them and see if right. they could fit for you. Yeah. Although, 
sometimes it's a complaining fest, right? About all the problems and you, that might scare you off. <laughs> True. <laughs> what do I do about this? What do I do about that? Um, that's another focus of Al is helping people to come together in a safe space. You know, I'd love to organize home educators into groups, you know, young kids, you know, middle, whatever, all these different age groups so that people can have a safe place to really, it's where it's not on social media and people start bashing you. You yes. know, sometimes why are you being such a whiner or whatever they say, you know, I've been on those too. And I'm like shaking my head sometimes. It's like, wow. Like form safe spaces for people to really talk about, you know, maybe they're noticing there's a learning disability or, you know, how do you, what do you do about ADHD and all these different questions and not get crazy, crazy advice, which there's a lot of crazy advice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, social about- media is maybe a good place to start to just make those connections. Like you're saying, well, I'm, I'll let you go. I know you've got things to do and I just appreciate your time so much. Oh and, yeah, thank you. Yes. And Sorry, I'm we, Whoever's listening to this. You're oh. allowed. You're totally allowed. I want to apologize. But um, great work with your family and thank you for for your time and have a great day. Oh, thank you, Chauncey. You too. Have fun in Utah. I will. <laughs> Talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening all the way to the very end. By listening to the entire podcast, you've proven yourself to be the kind of person that is forward thinking and you're concerned about our current culture. And you also believe that you can change the world. I believe that by having these simple discussions that we can really make a big difference in the world, really have an impact. And I hope that you'll share this information with others so that together we really can make a positive change.